27 and 7. Read from the NKJV this morning and the Amplified. 7 says, ask and it will give, be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. 8 says, for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. I want to talk from the subject this morning. What if I've been waiting for a long time? What if I've been waiting for a long time? You may be seated. What if I've been waiting for a long time? The Amplified of Matthew 7 and 7 through 8. Through eight reads a little differently this morning. The Amplified says, Ask and keep on asking. It will be given to you. Seek. I like this persistency. And keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. 8 says in Amplified, for everyone who keeps on asking, receives. And he who keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. It will be opened. Say three things with me. The challenge, the question, the encouragement. Pastor, what is the challenge? Well, I thought you would never ask, so let me give it to you real quickly this morning. The challenge is, is that it is very important that there, and that we understand that there's a big difference between seeking God's will and just waiting for something to happen. Let me say it again. There's a big difference between seeking God's will and waiting for something to happen. Let's teach a little bit this morning. It is Sunday school and Bible study wrapped in one. The word seek implies action. Those who are seeking God's will are actively asking for God's direction, looking for opportunities to serve. Amen? Helping others to fulfill their God-given visions and being faithful wherever they find themselves at the moment. We all need to examine our hearts in true honesty because we need to examine before God and ask ourselves in light of these things whether we are truly seeking God's will for our lives or if we're just waiting for a big break. And I believe people sit in ministry for so long, for so many years, seeking God's face according to scripture but according to actuality we're really not we're just waiting for something to happen and there's a big difference in seeking God's face and believing for something to change in your life which is action versus just waiting for something to fall out of the sky if I could just think about for a moment the Israelites were stuck because God had provided manna from the sky and there came a moment 
in their life where they have to go and work for this thing. You see, God will provide for you while you're in training, but there's a moment, I feel it, I feel good, there's a moment in your life where he'll actually take you into the wilderness. In fact, in Matthew 4, it says that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, led Jesus, the Son of God, into the wilderness. That's not a part of my script. That's just Holy Ghost driven this morning. However, I believe that we get off track when God leads us into the wilderness because we think because we're on God's team that everything should be smooth like the cruise ship. But if you've ever been on a cruise before, you know that everything on the cruise ship <laughs> is not always smooth. There's going to be a little bit of a turbulence like in the plane. There's going to be some movement in the water. I mean, the waves are going to rise. There's some things that are going to, that's going to change your course. So there's a difference between just seeking God versus waiting for something to happen. Pastor, what's the question? I thought you would never ask the question. The question is, is it possible that you have already, watch this, discovered God's will for your life, but you have not been able to recognize it as such? <sighs> is it possible that you have discovered God's will for your life, but you're not able to recognize it as such? Somebody's struggling with this, so let me explain. Is it possible that you're already in God's will, but you refuse to operate in it because it's not exactly what you thought it would be? Is it possible that you've been praying and seeking God's face and actually he has provided for you every day of your life? Is it possible that God has strategically placed you in a place and a position around a particular, a peculiar people, and you did not expect to be with the folks that you're with. Is it possible to discover something but never walk in it? Good God Almighty. I mean, is that where we are? That we seek God for so long that we also discover something and never live up to it or in it? Uh, we got to live before we die expecting something to happen that's not in God's will however in this question sometimes people miss something that is right in front of them because they are looking for what does not appear the way that they expected it to appear before them let me talk to you because maybe I just jumped over your road so let me come back maybe 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 just just maybe you are looking for the big ministry, the big job, the worldwide recognition. Maybe you're looking for a title, <laughs> but instead the Lord wants you to work, watch this, behind the scenes. You know, in the wilderness experience, you know, you could, you could, you could try not to really be behind the scenes, but God would take you behind the scenes and actually make you in the forefront. In fact, he will put you in the wilderness and you're saying, how in the world did I get here? And folks around you because you've explained what your destiny is supposed to be. And watch this. God will put you in a place of humiliation because the folks around you are saying, this looks nothing like what you explained to me. 
And if the truth be told, God is taking you through a season of preparation that other people that you've told cannot see. If the truth be told, God is setting you up for your destiny. And it's, it's troublesome sometimes because it's nothing like what he explained. God will only show you bits and pieces of your destiny. Good God. He only showed them uh, some greats in the land of Canaan. See, God will show you just a little bit of what he wants to give to you. Let me move on. So the Lord wants us to work behind the scenes. And we have to be open to the possibility that what God has for us might not look like what we expect. That's a word for somebody. And so here's a note here. If you trust God, I'm teaching this morning, and follow his commandments, if you trust God and follow his commandments and his will, wherever he leads you, you will go. Ah, I mean, I mean, that's amazing right there. And if you are confident, watch this, that you are not failing to recognize God's will, then let me encourage you this morning to keep on seeking, watch this, with all of your heart. Okay, the encouragement, let's move, Pastor. If you're still actively, somebody say actively, seeking God's will for your life, don't become frustrated. There's so many frustrated Christians walking around today that it's ridiculous. Why? Because it doesn't look like what we think it should look like. It doesn't feel like the way that we thought it would feel. And so we have to realize and recognize not to become frustrated, but to be encouraged. Just keep on seeking God, and eventually, watch this, we will find our way. He's already cleared a path for us. Somebody say, stay on track. We cannot allow the enemy to plant seeds of discouragement and doubt in our hearts. It's amazing to me how quick the enemy can plant something into one's life and change their entire path. I mean, you could come to service on Sunday, have this amazing service, have this awesome time, and the moment that you allow people to come into your life that's gossiping, that's sharing negativity, is the moment that you can actually begin to operate in your doubt and your deceitfulness. Ah, ah. Sometimes people uh, miss something that is right in front of them because they are looking for places and things and people that, that, that really, watch this, doesn't even matter. Ah, okay, let me get closer. Let me get closer. Ah, you know, it's, it, it comes with a level of persistency that we have to operate in. Watch this. In Matthew 7 and 7 through 8 says, Jesus is teaching about asking, about seeking, and about knocking. But it is important to note that, again, the Greek implies a continue. Watch this. Not just momentarily, not just for the moment, but a continued action plan. In other words, a plan of action. This is why the Amplified translate the passage like this. Keep on asking and it will give it to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened onto you. There is a continuation of persistency until you get what you're asking for. We give up so easy. I mean, if we gave up, you know, uh, let, me, let me give it to you this way. You know, the, the, enemy, the enemy never gives up. The enemy never gives up until you give out. And even then he doesn't give up. He goes to the next source and the next person and the next resource until everybody taps out, until the whole operation shuts down. That's why it is, 
it's very uh, important and imperative to pray for our neighbor because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what assignment that God has given them. And if God has given them an assignment, then you don't know what plots and plans Satan has come up with to take them out. That's why it's important to even pray for them even when they haven't even asked for it yet. It's important to pray for your pastor, although I haven't asked you to pray. In actuality, I ask you to pray all the time, in season, out of season, because the attack is always great. Uh, you know, I like persistency because it reminds me of my kids. And I'm going to close with this. It reminds me of, of my children because, you know, anybody got any persistent kids? Raise your hand. If your kids are persistent, I mean, they show us a thing or two. And I've discovered that the older that one gets, the, the, the less likely they're to continue to ask for. And they'll begin to settle. I'm going to get there in a minute. But the younger they are, from birth, they somehow, uh, they keep on asking. And no really doesn't mean no. I mean, no really doesn't mean no. And they are persistent. My, my children are persistent because they have to be. Why, Pastor? Because they are dependent children, dependent creatures. The younger they are, the more needy they are. And as such, in order to watch this, to survive, they remain or continue to be persistent. Let me say that again because somebody missed it. I'm going to bless you right here. In order to survive, they remain persistent. Somebody say persistency. And so they know they need to survive. So what's, watch this. They master the skill of persistence. They master the skill of persistence. I want you to understand it this morning. My son asks for things all the time. My 12-year-old, I think he's 12. Uh, Josiah, he asks for things all the time. But he's a little different than my son Asher, who's three. I mean, that is two different creatures. You know, my son, my son Josiah asks for something, and I say no, and he may come back in an hour, but when Asher asks for something, he's coming back in like 60 seconds. And so I'm dealing with my kids, I'm like, wow, it's amazing, because, because if you don't give him water, he'll go thirsty. And if I don't feed him food, he'll starve. Why? Because I am his source of shelter. I'm his source of clothing. I'm his source of protection. I'm his source of recreation, of everything. He is persistent because he must be so, so that he can what? Survive. Now y'all don't hear me this morning. And he has every right to. Asher, who's three, comes to me without hesitation or any type of apprehension. He comes to me and he's smooth. He's just three. I mean, he asked, listen, he asked me questions with a righteous audacity. I mean, he's been here before. Watch this. And he's not discouraged or put off in the least when I don't immediately meet his need. Ooh, he's teaching us something. He simply, watch this, ask again. Each time he asks, he expects to receive just as the time before. He's seeking, watch this, he's seeking with such uh, simple and trusting measures. I would say that it's wonderful. It's a wonderful uh, example of faith. Now, let me tell you why it's an example of faith. And I'm really closing with this, Hebrews 11 and 1. Let me tell you why it's a great example of faith. 
Because Hebrews 11 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I mean, ah, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He asked me once, I give him a little, little no. He asked again, guess what? I'm, I'm increasing his faith. Why? Because every time he asks, I'm giving him a little bit more of evidence that he's gonna get what he's asking for. Come on, I'm preaching right there. I'm giving him just little itty bitty pieces of evidence. So he asked three times, I give him a little bit more. He asked four times, he asked five times, and I'm giving him just a little bit more evidence. What is happening, Pastor? The fact that I'm giving him a little bit more evidence to his destiny increases his hope. And, and hope and evidence equals faith. So it's a great example of faith that in the body of Christ as Christians, as believers, that we have to continue to ask just like Matthew 7 and 7 through 8 says. You got to seek, you got to ask, you got to knock, and the door will be open unto you. Let me come down for a minute. We, we give up too easy, and then when we stop asking, the devil jumps in. I told you you weren't going to get it. I says, when we stop asking or seeking God, you know, I've heard this before, and folks say, you know what, if you ask for it and you pray for it, just, just let God be God. You know what, I got a problem with that because if he's my daddy... And he told me he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Then I'm going to keep on asking for his riches. I'm going to keep on asking until my daddy gives it to me. Watch this. And he's going to give it to me for his glory. He's going to give it to me because it's in his will. The reason how I know it's in his will, because I know his will for my life. You see, the problem is, is when you don't know your will. His will for your life, and you ask for things in your will that's not in His will. Huh. And so, and so, I, I keep on asking because when you stop, Satan jumps in, tells you you're not gonna be healed. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh what you say? Oh, ye of little faith, you're not gonna ever get the promotion. Satan jumps in, and say, you know what? They're never gonna love you. You're never gonna be an owner. You're always going to be a lender. You give Satan room to come in and destroy everything that God has built in your life. All the evidences that's in your life, watch this. You give Satan power to remove all of the evidence that God has built up in your life. Where is your faith? God has shown you the evidence. He said, don't believe the report. Believe my report. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you beyond measure. We, we give up too easy. We struggle because we don't see the change in our timing. Oh, I mean, we give up on everything. You know, God told us something that has given us a promise, and we want it now. Huh. We want it now. Listen, everything in the Bible, watch this, that God has shown the man or the woman never just happened. That's why in Matthew 4, when the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness, a lot of people mistake that and say, well, that's the devil. 
we give Satan too much credit. No, no, no. Satan never wants to build you up. Satan wants to tear you down. Huh. Satan, ah! Satan will never take you into the wilderness. Why? Because he knows if you come out of the wilderness, you'll be greater than when you went in. Let me not leave without giving you this nugget. Satan won't lead you into the wilderness. Satan wants to kill you while you're in your wilderness. I'm going to maybe come on this floor. I said he will attempt to kill you while you're in your wilderness. You know why? Because in your wilderness experience, that's where you struggle to see God. That's when you struggle to hear from God. God says, I want you to press. I want you to continue seeking. I want you to continue asking. I want you to knock. I'm, I'm going to open up the door for you. Just stay right here. Stay right here. I'm building you. I'm building you. I'm making you bigger. I'm making you stronger. Tell your neighbor, don't tap out. Don't tap out. Right? He's on his way. He's on his way. He's on his way. Give God a hand clap of praise. He's on his way. He's on his way. He's on his way. Rain is coming. Rain is coming. Rain is coming. Rain is coming. He's on his way. Don't you tap out. I want to pray for you right here before we exit. Oh God. God, I thank you for this season. 